Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. Uh, we got something interesting today, a little different. Um, we've been talking about... Are you recording? This. Yes. Because that was yes, the important part. You got to record we, it still. We are recording, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Deep Dive. This oh, is a live broadcast. We've, we've been talking about doing this, uh, doing this uh, Sunday pod uh, as a live stream for a while. Uh, hat tip to Captain Jack for uh, asking for it at the same time as we were talking about doing it last week. Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll break down these lines as they open. Uh, we got some spreads popping already. Uh, we have some hot takes on today's action to get to. Uh, and, they yeah. Are. and yeah, uh, we'll uh, we'll go through this uh, streaming this pod live and then uh, put it up for the people so you can listen to it on your drive to and from work as you normally would on a Monday. Um, but yeah, should be fun. How was your Sunday? How was your Thanksgiving uh, weekend? Thanksgiving weekend's good. I'm done with ham. I'm too full of ham. No more ham. Looks like we're looking at overtime in the Broncos game. The game that just, I mean, what a shitty three o'clock window. Mm, super terrible, bad. super um, bad. But no, good thing that could have made it. Only thing that could have made it worse is if you had the under in uh, Kansas City. Oh yeah, R.I.P. Sorry guys, there were people on that. Ah, yeah. The weather missed us, so not as much snow as I thought we'd get. So plus side, nope. No, no, I'm watching myself live again. Yeah, <laughs> no, numbers are coming up. Ah, it wasn't okay. Like I had Tampa Infinity CLV on Tampa. <laughs> Yes, that was I a good t- one. I, uh, Tampa closed at like minus three. I had a plus number on them in the money line. That I thought that overall one. the market was um, dead dead on today. Uh, most of the heavy duty steam we saw, uh, most of the you know most of the true positions that we saw the market shape the numbers were true indicators. Um, people love them some Cincinnati, and they uh, ran over the Jets today. That was not competitive. Um, people loved them some uh, some Tennessee. Uh, that looked dicey for a while. That looked it super there. dicey. That it game, I had that over, and I really, really was hating that game because the teams were looking good. It was one of those where they they kept getting to like the 35, 40-yard line of the opponent and then taking a penalty or sack and punting. There was a lot of points left on that field. That one – I deserved it. I deserved that damn over. But at the same time, like, I didn't think I was going to get it. And Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee was probably the right side there. That was a good look. Uh, that game was, I don't know, kind of how, how we thought it would go. I thought yeah. I'd see a little more out of Indy, but once that game started, you just knew, no, I had no idea who was going to win it. Whoever, was, whoever could finish drives, I guess, because that was kind of the thing there. Yeah, um, I guess that was pretty much the nail in Indy's coffin for winning the AFC South. Tennessee now super-duper live to get that four seed if Houston stumbles. Um, although the market seems to feel pretty strongly about Houston here late. Yes. Um, decent amount of steam on that guy. So um, beware if you are on New England tonight. Uh, I guess um, let's go through the early slate and talk about the first, uh, you know, kind of the, the general takeaways. Um, I have was I was saved an absolute ass kicking today by uh, a very quiet second half in Baltimore. Uh, it's I can't believe like I was going to go. Like, <laughs> I, was, I know. I I knew you had a couple, and uh, like I, I can't memorize your whole card. Sure, sure, sure. This is impossible. 
but I knew there were some problems yeah, going you know, on. And I went and looked, I'm like, too. I'm like, oh no, everything's going to shit on him. Yeah, it and was, it was, was I'll go through the, the stages of feeling on that. Massive CLV, I felt super good about it. Uh, you see the weather and the rain and the cold and the wind and you're like, okay, this is sets up beautifully. Um, and then there were a couple busted plays early, some short fields, some, uh, poor tackling by Baltimore. And I was like, dude, this is, this is incredible. This is going over no sweat. Uh, what do we have? 20, uh, it was 14 to 17 at halftime. So 31, oh, ooh, that was a horrible call, horrible call. Russ giving this game to Denver. Um, <laughs> that was horrible. Oh, that was the horrible. The refing, by the way, speaking of PI calls, like that was one of my takeaways I wanted to get to today. The, like pushing the a guy in the back across in the, the end league zone? have been so soft. They've been oh, so Anthony bad. Very upset. And then, but then other ones have been like clear and obvious PI that didn't get called. I don't know what is going on with the refereeing nowadays. Um, all that, that should be that should be in the offense. Yeah, seriously, that was awful. That was awful. Um, I don't know. I think oh they're going to get, yeah. they're going to make this field. Let's, let's go back to the slate. <laughs> oh, Hopefully boy. they make this. Um, okay. Well, uh, so the uh, San Francisco Baltimore game was kind of the only one today that had really any consequence. Would you say, I mean, other than t- Tennessee Indy, kind of, that was an elimination game. Indy's eliminated. Um, yeah. The one of consequence was San Francisco uh, Baltimore. And I thought, for sure, Baltimore looked like the better team for most of the game, but it felt like they let San Francisco hang around and hang around and hang around, and they were eventually going to give way and give up the, you know, the, the back-breaking touchdown drive in the second half. But it was not meant to be. Baltimore's defense held some huge fourth-down stops. Um, it, was, um, it, was a pretty, uh, it was a pretty true contest, I felt like. Uh, and you know, it, would, uh, it would set both of these teams up, I think, for... Um, you know, doing well against one another offensively if they were meet, to meet again in perhaps the Super Bowl. I don't know. What were your major takeaways? Did you think Lamar Jackson uh, did just enough uh, to throw it out because it's a little too conservative play calling and a little bit too much to influence of the weather? What was? What did you think of Baltimore? Sam? Yeah, I wondered. I wondered about the play calling. It was super conservative at times, but it still kind of worked because they can get away with conservative play calling. They can get away with a run heavy offense and. They got it done. A couple of uh, suspect turnovers, and uh, it was one of those games where it just came down to it at the end. Whoever had the ball and got one drive, I've got to watch his kick now. Oh, he made that one. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Chargers. Oh, rough. That is rough. Uh, that if is you bet, rough. Yeah, if you had uh, – Chargers you, charging. Yeah. Oh, damn, dude. Um, okay. Uh, so – San Francisco comes off of that game. I think they got feel pretty good about themselves competing, covering, you know, doing obviously like hey, Peter. You know, obviously doing uh, doing just enough to get the to get their side to the window. Um, they head to New Orleans next Sunday, one o'clock game, potential preview of the one two matchup in the a- NFC. Uh, do you have an early read on this? It's uh, not a lot of respect here for New Orleans, only getting the standard three points at home. Um, 45 is the total seems, uh, interesting to say the least. Uh, do you want to offer any thoughts before we, uh, handicap the NFC overall? I kind of wanted to jump on San Fran there. Frisco. Yeah. We call it Frisco. I think they hate that. 
they get uh, the Saints get ten days for, to prepare. That's, that's a little spooky. San Fran has this travel situation where they flew across the country to play in cold, gross weather today. I don't. I assume they're going back to San Francisco for the week before heading to New Orleans, which is not as far across the country as Baltimore, obviously, but it's still a non-trivial flight. Um, back-to-back road spot here. I don't know. San Francisco. Had some lapses in coverage. Uh, I thought their coverage overall, their defense overall, played way better at home against Green Bay than what we saw against uh, Baltimore on the road. Uh, and I guess you hold Baltimore to twenty points, like that's obvious. That's a huge win. I mean, like that's a you know, that that's the best you could probably hope for on uh, on a matchup against the uh, Ravens. So it's not crazy to me. Um, what if do you I think? My, if I turn my head like this, it looks like I'm looking at that screen you put up. <laughs> What do you think, though? Like uh, San Francisco defense um, is getting too much respect here as 45? Good coach on good coach. 45, 45 and a half. You think that's uh, too much respect for the San Fernandino? It's a little low, isn't it? Does seem like it. That's I would have guessed this. We would see this pop in the 47, 48 range. The fact that yeah. it's 45 and a half and it's below some key numbers makes me want to take the over now. Oh, just great. Like we said, with uh, whatever, Priest's arm sucks, but they still have a good scheming offense. They still have good pieces. They still have a stud-ass receiver, uh, a smart coach, a savvy veteran quarterback, and and their their defense has had some issues. Both of these secondaries have had some problems. So, yeah, let's grab the over. Let's do it. Okay. Um, any concern that, uh, that New Orleans is the side that has a difficult time going score for score? No, I, I think so. But at home, New Orleans at home should be able to put up 24. Right. How about the fact that uh, New Orleans has gone through all of these offensive line injuries? We didn't see it manifest or matter against the Falcons on Thursday night. Although I don't know if you remember much of that game. I don't remember a ton of it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> that uh, Falcons game on Sunday night. Uh, I'm sober today. It didn't, it didn't really matter that um, – Two days sober, guys. It didn't even really matter that they had a new center, new guard. Um, I thought that they did a pretty decent job neutralizing the pass rush for the uh, Falcons, but this is a totally different animal here with San Francisco. I see some things lighting up. Do you? Well, just numbers are dropping on five dimes right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's fun. Every week here, we're going to have some good marquee matchups finally. After a few, uh, yeah, Anthony Lynn might have to go. It sucks because I don't know if a lot of it's his fault. That was such a shitty call. I'm pretty, I'm pretty actually upset about that. I had no money on that game. I don't have futures on either of those teams. But yuck, that was icky. Oh, Denver's popping. Denver will be a seven-point dog. This uh, New Orleans schedule down the stretch a little easier than San Francisco. So if New Orleans gets this win. Uh, they likely sell up the one seed. Well, yeah, and that's an important part about this whole playoff race. The fact that San Fran lost today, uh, it kind of makes up for New Orleans' little screw up. In, uh, was it in Atlanta that, or was that with yeah. at home? That was yeah, at the, home the versus up, Atlanta off the bye. Screw up versus Atlanta. Now, uh, I mean, this it's not like it's the same kind of thing, but loss counts and the loss count the same. And the one seed is all of a sudden real squarely and then tomorrow, Jesus, we've got another super pivotal game in the playoff, uh, NFC playoff uh, hunt there. <clears throat> I have no idea what to do with it. I just took the over. Yeah, same. Somebody's that was asking, a good play. That is the SBR screen. 
they just have a nice little scrape screen. Yeah, that's good. Um, so as I looked in the the playoff kind of uh, nature of the, I guess San Francisco, let's assume Seattle as the favorite at home on Monday Night Football gets the win. Although I don't know how great I feel about that. Um, yeah, that's a toss up to me. That's a toss up. Let's assume they let's assume that they go toe for toe and they beat the they beat the the Vikings by three or two. Feeling out that helps them. Yeah, it doesn't help our over. Um, that kind of bummed yeah. me out when I saw that news. Uh, but yeah, the let, let's let's say that Seattle keeps pace, and let's say San Francisco drops this one to the Saints. That opens the door for Seattle to steal the West. I guess where if, I'm getting at and why Seattle, I'm asking all this is I want to know if there's if a Seattle Chelsea wins. Play. If Seattle wins tomorrow, they will lead the West. Or I mean, they will have the West lead. That's how that works because they have the tiebreaker already. So, yeah, all it takes is a win in a game that they're favored in with Russell Wilson in primetime, and they all of a sudden lead the West after, I mean, all those weeks of talking about San Francisco just running away with things, when in reality the only team that was really out of it was the Rams. (laughs) (laughs) But were they? I mean, are they not live in the season? Moral I mean, certainly. Ah. So, I, I, okay, I can I mean, say. If, I can if tell, Minnesota we can tell, loses, look, I mean, we like know, in that same know, scenario. Let's, let's reset the NFC. We know two things for sure: there are, will be no other playoff teams coming out of the NFC East besides whoever wins that mess, and there will be no other playoff teams that come out of the NFC South. The Panthers effectively eliminated today. Falcons and Bucks were never really considered realistic contenders for a, for a, uh, a wild card. So you're literally saying, okay. Seattle or San Fran. Seattle or San Fran likely takes a wild card spot. And the other one goes to who? Green Bay, Minnesota? They play each other still. They they have a lot of weird kind of uh, matchups left. Yeah. And I mean, even if Minnesota, let's let's just say chalk prevails, Seattle goes to 10 and 2, Minnesota goes to 8 and 4. Minnesota and Minnesota's still at that point, not dead for the for the NFC North because they do play the Packers and maybe have a slightly more favorable schedule than Green Bay, but the Rams will still be six and five, ten and five. Eh. How are they? Are they, are they seven and five right now? Am I looking at this wrong? Is this just not updated? They should be seven yeah, it's not five, updated. Right? They're seven and five. All right, <clears throat> so they they would be a full game behind. Way, 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 way harder schedule down the stretch. And way harder. Way, schedule. way, 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 way harder. Just, I kind of want to look at one of the our nerdy friends' uh, leverage charts. Probability, yeah. Well, yeah, look. those are mm, those are okay. So, so not only that, and I don't know. Sometimes I feel like these tiebreakers get weird when it's wild cards, but. Uh, I mean, what is the next tiebreaker if it, if it's records, if the records are tied? If they don't conference, play it's like conference record. I think, or, I think, I think it think, is yeah. NFC record, which who knows? I can look at that right now. Oh, yeah, a, still there's a link. Tiebreaking procedures. They're oh, there you go. Um, okay, so then I'll set this up. Seattle Rams is next week's primetime game. A little awful tough to to break that down without knowing how Seattle performs on Monday night primetime. Um, but it should be a pretty good game. Uh, and you know, the Rams clearly got back on track today. Um, that was maybe one of my own, that was my only winner on betting aside, uh, in week 13, which is a bummer. Um, the Cardinals just looked like they completely no showed in that game. That was a bad spot for them. Uh, clearly a team that, uh, 
patting themselves on the back for doing better than people thought they were going to do for a lot of the regular season and uh, comes off of the holiday break and completely you know mailed it in. Similar situation really with the Jets and uh, the Browns. I thought I had both those sides. Those were both pretty um, pretty lopsided defeats. I felt like even though Browns had a chance late, they gave up a ten nothing. You know, they had a ten nothing lead early. They gave up yeah, twenty the, unanswered points to, to Duck Browns Hodges. Browns game went how it was supposed to go for like the first six drives. Cleveland's offense is starting to feel itself a little. They have weapons. They should be able to move. Pittsburgh's defense is tough, but still, this is a game where they should be able to score 24. And then we're supposed to see just you're missing your star receiver. You're missing your center. You have a third-string quarterback. You're missing a running back. You're in shambles. The season's pretty much over, which it's not because – the AFC wild card, the six spots wide open. And that's how it was supposed to go. And Pittsburgh wasn't supposed to be able to move the ball and everything was going to plan. And then that one just went absolute to shit. And I was loving that. That started. I had the Eagles and the Browns, man. I mean, those, those games started pretty much how I, how I pegged things. And then just, uh, who was more disappointed? I guess. How about Carolina? The too. They, they, they were up 14 at one point. You remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who is more disappointing, the Jets offense or the Eagles defense? Eagles defense, much more disappointing. Okay. They had been showing signs of life lately. I and know, they but one were, of them played against played, the Bengals. So they played so soft. Well, one of them played against the freaking Dolphins. The Dolphins have no offensive line. The, the, the a, a healthy Eagles defense should have been in Ryan Fitzpatrick's face all day long they completely no showed on defense i lost track of how many times they were picking on Jalen mills i don't know what happened to his performance this season it's been a disaster he's completely fallen off i thought he was hurt for a while and was getting healthy and was playing more competitively lately but he just got picked on today left and right uh dolphins completely stunned the eagles the dolphins are kind of this chaos team like they they're they they are very tough to put your finger on what you're going to get from them on any given week, obviously. And um, uh, I guess credit to Flores for getting his guys to try hard, but uh, that was really, really bad loss by the Eagles. Nasty. I I don't know where they go from here. I don't know where they go from here. They have another (laughs) easy... Like, they're kind of in cap hell. I don't know what they do with their their whole situation. They're kind of dick, so... What do you think of Philly? Do they bounce back hosting the Giants on Monday Night Football next week? God, you'd hope so. Those are two terrible one. secondaries. Like that's an that's an overlook for me. They're yeah, they're they're asking the, the Eagles been playing who better. just lost as a ten as a double digit favorite. They're asking the Eagles to lay eight and a half to the New York Giants. Uh, Daniel Dimes is a turnover machine. Doesn't have to be rain and snow to induce them. Uh, but uh, he put up a pretty weak effort today against Green Bay. That, Ooh, that's a good question. The Giants. The Giants were one team that got bet on that did not play to expectation no, at all. They play like shit. Yeah. How many wins does the NFC East winner have at the end of the season? I think probably eight and eight. It might be eight and eight. Maybe nine and seven, but it would have it would take something pretty special from the Cowboys. I, let's what were your thoughts? Have you digested what happened with the Cowboys against uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills on Thanksgiving unit? No, I just still that whole day is kind of hazy. I mean, the the Bills played up. The Bills believe they can win that game. The Bills played their game plan. They have a smart coach. 
they knew what they could do against that defense. They took what the defense gave them, and Josh Allen, uh, God bless his heart, quite the quarterback sneak there, two-yard quarterback sneak where he puts the ball in the turf, picks it back up, and still gets it. I mean, they just – the effort was there from one team and not from the other. Yeah. Dak didn't look good at, at points. I mean, it was just an ugly game for Dallas. They weren't going to win that game. <laughs> like, once that got rolling, just like, oh, they're – they're not winning this. They're not coming back. They're not covering. None of these things are happening. Like, so one of these teams showed up for Thanksgiving and one of these teams didn't. So this is a weird neutral rest scenario for a Thursday night game. Both teams have had seven days to prepare Dallas and Chicago. Yep. It's in Chicago. Um, Chicago wasn't impressive at all in victory over the Lions. <laughs> that was, they looked like they were going to lose that game for a lot of it. Uh, and, uh, now they host the Lions. I mean, they host the uh, the um, Chicago hosting the Cowboys as what? Is, what? Do, what do you make of these lines? Did Pinnacle open them plus two and a half, plus one and nine, or is there a bug in the uh, uh, in the no. old uh, number scope? It's bet online open them first. Bet online open Dallas minus three. Yeah, that seems reasonable. If uh, if you can get Dallas minus two and a half, are you take? Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm not, again, it's uh, a couple of people have pointed this out, and it's been true. After some injuries, the Chicago Bears' pass rush is not nearly as good. Like, there's yeah. some serious hey, problems. Miss, they can, lost Hicks, yeah. and you can put two hats on Mac and game over. Yeah. Yep. And if you're not going to get pressure on Dak, he is going to beat that secondary, <clears throat> even up in Soldier Field. So, yeah, even, even a three is not a bad look there. Yeah, I can get a two and a half right now at uh, Penny on Dallas. I kind of want to take that number. Is that stupid? No, to still believe so. in this Cowboys team? I mean, the Eagles lost too. Like that was worst case scenario. Like shit, we lost, and now they get to play the Dolphins. They're going to catch up. Now you, I don't know if it. Maybe that's not beneficial. <laughs> it gives them more of a more of a confidence boost. Like, Hey, we still got this under control. I know you still need to get these wins. It's crazy that they're going to host a host a game. Like it'll be the Niners or the, you know, the Niners or the Seahawks. Seahawks. They're going to have like 12 wins going to an eight and eight NFC East champ. Yeah. That's uh that happens happened before when Seattle was eight and eight. And uh, New Orleans went there, and the one Marshawn Beast Lynch uh, delivered uh, one of the all-time best performances I can remember in the playoffs by a running back, especially. Um, the um, I guess my two cents on the Cowboys. I don't. I still think that they have a dynamic. Offense. And you know what? I got. I do have to correct you there. The Seahawks were not eight and eight. Were they, they were, seven and nine? They were seven and nine because I remember that was like. I mean, maybe a little bit pre. There were 10 point Pretty, dogs at home in the playoffs. I mean, there was still Twitter and stuff, but maybe it wasn't as big with the hot take culture. It was still there. I mean, Skip and them, I'm sure, had a heyday with it. But everybody was saying that, like, should that team even go to the playoffs? Like, they should just put another team in that has a better record. Like, it doesn't matter if they won their division. They Somebody else should go to, go to the playoffs. And then they go ahead and beat the Saints, which was hilarious. Yeah, as 10-point dogs, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think, or maybe even 11. No, same uh, for 10. <clears throat> okay. okay. Um, well, I guess, what, what what do we think about Dallas? Because I honestly, I still think that their offense is, has life. 
I think if you have an opportunity to back a team like Dallas against a team that's moving the ball so lethargically, like the Bears are, uh, that two and a half is a cheap price. Oh, yeah. I any, like it. Any, any concerns injury-wise? Any issues that we should be concerned about? Back I mean, Coop, Cooper's always hurt, but them's the breaks. And, yeah, Dallas's, Dallas's uh, offense compared to Chicago's offense, two and a half on the road's not, uh, not a terrible price. How about if it's like freezing cold, windy, gross weather in Chicago? Or are you feeling not so great about having that? Yeah. I mean, you think you get one of those games like we had with Patriots Eagles? Could be. Let's go take a quick peek at the old weather machine. Although the weather machine was pretty horrible for this week, I thought. Two <laughs> percent uh, chance of precipitation. Eleven mile an hour. Eleven mile an hour winds. It's gonna I think we're the, fine. It's, it's going to be it's in the nice up here. It's going to be in the mid. It's going to be in the mid thirties, mid to oh. mid to high thirties. Yeah. But lake, but lake effect cold. So, you know, you know, it'll feel colder than it is probably. Um, Schultz weather. What do you okay. make the, I'm just keep staring at this. What do you make of the Jets, Jets, Dolphins total? Uh, well, I don't know that you can make a Dolphins total high enough at this point. Uh, let's I see what that, that number is. 44 seems silly. Um, yep. I, you know, the Jets, I guess. The Jets and the Browns, I felt like, had the same sort of stink on them today, which was a team that kind of was buying into their success, their tiny little modicum of we've righted the ship, you know, like their tiny, teeny, tiny little. They both convinced uh, me. Yeah, same. So same, same here. Uh, and they just absolutely no shit on the road. Um, so stupid to think that, uh, I know, and especially after all three road teams won on uh, uh all three road teams won on uh, Thanksgiving. Like one of those Instagram models has the bottle of water next to him. Okay. Well, that's not helping our handicapping process. <laughs> no one knows what that is. Alkaline water. Um, pH, baby. So there are, okay. There are three overs that initially popped when yeah. I saw the bet online openers. Uh, the first one, what you we already talked about, was the San Francisco New Orleans one. Yep. Uh, the second one we just hit on, which was Miami versus the Jets. A forty-four seems like a like a slight. Uh, last one, forty-three and a half in Buffalo for Buffalo Baltimore seems kind of not right to me. Do you think? Do you think we think should be Buffalo giving that scores. one a little more? Yeah. Well. They it's have, up to 44 at some places. I'm not... Take a 43 and a half right now or wait for that thing to settle down. I can see a 43 at a couple places too. Yeah. I'm going to let that settle. I, I got to think on that one. Ravens on the road. Maybe one of the better defenses overall that they'll face. With a smart coach coming off a big win. Heading into who did the Ravens play next week? Uh, we got uh, the Jets. The Jets, the Jets, yeah. God, when do they clinch? We'll have some more clinchers next week, won't we? I think uh, New England, probably, New England can clinch a playoff berth with a win tonight. New Orleans today, has yeah. New Orleans clinched, and oh, the Niners did not. 
someone's sending me a message that there's like 50 mile an hour winds or something insane. So let's hold off and let this, let that one settle down a little bit. Cause if it's that windy, oh, uh, that's going to be, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, do you well, think because we're, this, do you think because we're talking about two Russian teams? Is the uh, yeah, but man, that slows things down. Although it feels like the Ravens, as much as they do run the ball, it still doesn't like slow the game down because they are, I don't know, I'd have to look at like the tempo numbers. And maybe it's not even tempo, it's the fact that they're knocking off eight to 12 yards of carry. Like it's still, it's still a pretty quick drive when you're not, you know, not running into a stacked box with a poor scheme and mm. getting two yards. Like their their run game is just so efficient, it doesn't seem to slow it down as much. But yeah, I'm let I'm letting that one settle. I do agree. Those are the two. I only had two. Well, I have a third one circled. Tennessee. I still I still am all over Tennessee overs. Yeah, yeah. They haven't over. really adjusted them to make the. Uh, to make sense with how efficient their offense is doing, but Oakland's offense looks broken, broken, broken. I know, but I think Oakland will score at home against this team. All right, then maybe just circle. I'm, I'm going to let that one settle lower. Yeah, maybe maybe just circle the team, the team total. You're going to get like a 24 or better. You're going to get like okay. a 23. You're going to get like a 23, a 23 now. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be Tennessee or the over. I'm not sure on that one yet. Mm. So speaking of uh, teams that looked absolutely dead got their asses run over and potential buyback spot this week or a buy low spot this week. Um, Arizona, after that pathetic performance, gets to host uh, Duck Rogers, Duck Hodges, whatever his name is, and uh, his throwing up prayers. I'm seeing Pittsburgh as an early minus two on the road in that spot and then thinking hard about getting involved with the Arizona Cardinals. Does that seem like a, like a uh, like a solid look? Or I want you to do that, but do you think it'd be worth waiting? Don't you think they could bet the other way? I feel like you could be the buyback. Yeah, like that number doesn't doesn't you think look it gets awful to, you think it gets to two and a half. You think it gets yeah. to two and a half? You I th- think you it do. might get to two and a half, three, and then you just grab the money line. Okay. Right. Cardinals look Cardinals look like shit today. In what yep. world are you know maybe maybe even to the point of waiting till like Sunday or morning. And I know you don't <laughs> like to do that, but man, if, if that number's sitting there under three for Pittsburgh, like the the betting public's probably gonna gobble that up. So if you do want Arizona, I think it's a wait. Okay. You know what game I'm disappointed in, and I'm disappointed that I'm disappointed in? Like, if you look at the early season schedule or maybe us talking in the summer, like, how jacked were you for Chiefs-Patriots? Now it's like I'm not even excited anymore. It's all Lamar and Russell and the Niners. And, you know, the Chiefs have kind of been up and down, and it's not the shiny new toy anymore. Mahomes isn't your shiny new toy, and the Patriots' offense kind of stinks. They're more of a grinded-out defense team. Like, that's not an exciting game. And it's still like a really important game. I agree with you. The the I agree with you that the the sentiment and the feeling I had for that uh, game earlier this season is lessened a lot. I thought this was a one versus two kind of matchup, but it looks now like we're looking at a one three. 
which means well, the only it way be that two three. If the Chiefs get this done, I think. Well, or even tonight, if the Patriots lose, I believe, I think you'll have another a new one seed. The Patriots have two potential losses left on their schedule. Tonight versus Houston as a three-point favorite, and next week versus Kansas City as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. After that, they're, they are they have the softest landing of any NFL team. It's wild. So I would be shocked if New England doesn't get the one seed is where I'm going with that. Yeah, they do have a pretty soft landing. Uh, Saints. The Saints beat the Seahawks earlier in the season. I was just looking at that now. Yeah, that was a crazy one. They were dogs in that game. It was Teddy Teddy B and uh, a bunch of uh, they had a bunch of uh, defensive special team scores and uh, short fields. So they spotted them. Funnily enough, the 49ers hold the tiebreak over the Saints currently, but the Saints hold the tiebreak over Seattle. So if Seattle wins the game, they move into the lead for the division but they become the two seed. The Saints would be the one seed. And yeah, I get it. It's after 12 games. It doesn't mean shit, but it's uh, just uh, <laughs> well, knowing. Well, path is important. Yeah. We really don't know much know, about Know your right tiebreakers. But I'm um, <clears throat> just saying we have two more games to be played here this weekend, and we could have two new one seeds come mm. Tuesday morning. You could have the Ravens and Saints sitting in the one seeds. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a very interesting point. Uh, what did you make of Kansas City and their absolute ass kicking of the uh, Raiders today? It was obviously people are going to look back and say, "Up oh, another Andy Reid off the of buy special." Uh, Raiders look like they cannot get up for an outdoor cold weather game at all. Yeah, and just the offense they run with Carr and his. I mean, what did we what did we call it? It's just like dink and dunk. Kind of conservative, even in the passing game, it's it's a very conservative passing game. And then when that when that kind of team falls behind, that's where I am a little scared. That is what would scare me off the over. Although Oakland would be at home, it's it's a little rough for that team when they do trail. They're not a great uh, catch them up team with that passing offense. They have a great running back, but that's more conducive to a team that's ahead. So, little issue in my mind as far as counting on Oakland, especially if they do get behind. Like in a, in a Tennessee-Oakland over, Oakland scores first. Maybe Oakland scores first and second. Tennessee can come back. Tennessee can continue to score. But, yeah, if uh, <clears throat> if you get Tennessee up 14-0, 10-0, that over might be in trouble in that one. That's why I would maybe just lean to some Tennessee. So this changing my mind right before my very eyes. So the score, the, the implied – Spread in total for this KC New England game is 23-27 Patriots. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> How are the Patriots game to 27? Oh no, yeah. Like I'm I'm on the under. Under 50? I'm on the under 44 and a half. Like I got, I got absolutely, you know, I can you're brag selling about that's a 44. No, no. I just got a shitty, shitty number. Oh, you're, you're on the, uh, you're on the next Patriots game. Yeah. 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 I'm on, I'm on, week. I'm on tomorrow's <laughs> next week. Man. I'm still hung up on that, but yeah. Um, it's, it's not a great defense still. Patriots 
force some turnovers. I don't know. It still it still seems high. I want in on that under. Yeah, I think that's a good look. Kansas City, New England under. You, what about what about the side itself? If you had to bet it, take three. And, and then half. anything you get as far as weather is a bonus. Uh, if I had to take, I'd take KC. That's a lot of points. If they're yeah. not. They're not. We know that uh, New England is an especially bad matchup for KC. Yeah. Like what they want to do, what their strength is, how they play you defensively, all of that. I, this screams under for sure. I think that's the right look, but I. God, it's, it's, I guess. it's shaded under a little too. Like, I don't think. I, if it does go up, I feel like it'd be game day kind of steam. I don't think we're going to sit here and catch a 49, do you? No. Mm. I do not. Um, okay. What do you think scores first tonight? Somebody's asking. I don't think I'm very good at those. I can, yeah, I'd be happy to make a, a, a stab in the dark. Uh, we'll go with the. Uh, I just go well, with all the tight ends every time. Yeah, so I don't even know who's playing tight end for the Patriots anymore. Is it lacrosse? Oh, <laughs> uh, Ben Watson. Is he? Is he still getting starts? I thought they. Cut I don't his know. Ass. I'm pretty They've sure cut him, they cut him once and brought him back. Okay. Well, let's see. Oh my god, this stream has a lot of pop-ups today. Oh really? It says it only has two, but then you try to maximize the screen. And that's a third one. Bastards. Yep. Okay. Any any sides popping as you look up and down this card for it's next week? Funny, it's just those three totals, and maybe Tennessee two and a half. The way Oakland played, and if maybe I'm grabbing that, I'm grabbing that. I've talked myself into it. Tennessee minus two and a half. <sighs> eh. um, what you, what kind of uh, what kind of number do you think we will see when uh, when they hang? Detroit, Minnesota. Oh boy, some some depends on how the offense looks tomorrow. If the offense looks okay, oof. What was the what was the first one? Uh, it was Detroit plus two and a half at home. And this one is no in- no plus two was it? It was around it was around two and a half ish. And it was in Detroit, so they were plus two and a half dogs at home. And Minnesota scored a forty burger on them. Eight and a half like nine. Hmm. What did you think of David David Blau? He had a nice half, like a classic. I don't know if it's a lot of if that's coaching or what. That uh, Detroit can't hold on to a lead. Detroit has led in twelve games, buck wild, and they have like three wins. I don't understand that at all. So, eh, he looked good. He's gonna have a he's gonna have a tough time against a better. Uh, it is a better pass rush. Like the way the Bears are set up with the injuries right now, Minnesota has a better pass rush. Probably a worse secondary. So uh, that game that game's probably another over. It might just be on Minnesota overs until the cows come home. Mm-hmm. If they make that, if they make that like 46, 47, it's probably an overlook. Man, what does dude. that leave us? Cleveland, Cincinnati, no opinion. Don't know. A bunch of games that I really don't have a strong feel for. Yeah, Carolina, Atlanta, like both those teams just like when when you get to this point where you truly have teams that are, you know, truly drawing dead, 
and you don't you got to start digging in a little deeper in the week and figure out some motivation what's going on maybe read some press clippings i don't know what to make of carolina atlanta carolina looked just left for dead today and then all of a sudden it's like oh yeah shit we should uh we should start playing it's like oh yeah this is this is what happens they have some decent receivers. They have an all-world running back they can use in the passing game. Like, I don't know what was going on that they couldn't score. It's not like Washington has this good defense. Mm. Washington has had some problems with defense, especially coverage. So I don't know what was going on with the game plan there. Maybe it was a, I don't know, just a week early drawing dead. Mm. Well, a couple interesting market moves that are worth talking about here. Um, I agree with your take on that, by the way. Um, a couple interesting market moves here. New Orleans is down to three from three and a half. Uh, so people were anxious to grab those plus three and a half on San Francisco. I agree with that. Yeah. Um, that uh, total is still sitting at 45 and a half. Most of places we would bet. Uh, people are still not, the market is still sour on Buffalo. Um, money came in on Baltimore already. Push that five and a half to six. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, looks like money is coming in on Dallas, pushing that two and a half up to three. That that makes sense to me as well. Um, God, Indy's still only a game out of the wild card. You were right. Also, Pittsburgh's sucks. Pittsburgh's already up to minus two and a half at Pinnacle. So, hey, uh, save you some money. <laughs> Tennessee is up to minus two and a half. Also, juicy minus two and a half. So if you want that, you might yeah, need to get involved now. Down right now, <laughs> you need to get involved now. You I cannot a, wait for that to turn into a three. I've got a two and a half minus fifteen here. I that would get. I would grab that as we speak. I don't think you can wait. Um, wild how Oakland was assumed to be coming you know, live all of a sudden and then just died like dogs. And Tennessee has come on. Absolutely white hot down the stretch here. Yeah, Tennessee, seven and five, same as Pittsburgh, but they are obviously, they're losing on some sort of tie break. Maybe they Tennessee's, Tennessee's got two super late season matchups head to head with the Houston Texans. Um, That's not great. How do, you, what do you, how do you think they match up with them? Don't you think it's good in favor of Tennessee? Okay. I still, I still think Houston's a good team. They're a better team. It is a good matchup for them. It depends what you think. Of, I mean, the, the secondary, and that's why I want to lean towards that over. I just don't know if I can trust Oakland. The secondary in Tennessee is still kind of bad. Like the, they will get burnt by somebody with good receivers and an accurate quarterback. Like I can see Watson just fucking wrecking them. Like Watson and Nuke having a big day. I, I think they're probably dead. It sucks. We're probably going to get Pittsburgh in the playoffs. They have Duck Hodges starting a playoff game. No, stop. No, I, I think it's happening. We have Duck Hodges starting a playoff game. Brissett oh, sits at home. Tan, wow, Tannehill. Houston and Tennessee is going to be uh, your 4 6. Yeah. They'll be your third matchup. Thankfully, that, that'll be one of those things where yeah, one of those will will host Buffalo as touchdown favorites. The other will go go on. One of those will host Buffalo as a touchdown favorite. The other one will go on the road to Kansas City as a minus as a double digit dog. Probably, <laughs> how wild is that? 
lot of leverage in those two games. Yeah. Anybody. I, I still, I want to break down the, I was going to do this before this week, but I kind of glad I waited, I guess, but I'm going to break down the final four games for like all the teams in the AFC that actually have a shot. And I mean, you called Indy dead, but Indy's still six and six They're They don't have a ton of tiebreakers and their schedule. I don't know what it looks like, I guess. They can't make up any more ground on Houston or Tennessee because they've lost to them in back-to-back weeks, and they've now played them out. So, yeah, I mean, they do get. Oh man, the Colts only have one remaining home game. They have to play the at the Saints, at the Bucks, at the Jags. Maybe they are eliminated. Yeah, we're gonna see what their number is. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm going to do that for everybody. I'm going to be looking at the the look ahead lines, running some numbers on like projected wins left, and seeing where I can get uh, maybe a little bit of value on one of these teams that's maybe currently not in that six spot. A team that's not Pittsburgh, maybe. See if I can get a big fat number on that. Can I ask you a question motivationally? Mm-hmm. Um, we have two two dogs today one at home had kind of like their Super Bowl, so to speak, getting a home win that now go on the road. And uh, actually, wait, Washington was on the road today. But anyway, you get on, you, they, they had, yeah, yeah. they played up, they had a big one. Washington did it against uh, Carolina and Cincinnati did it against the Jets. They both go on the road and they're both massive dogs. Is this a, like a motivational letdown now? for those two teams and they just completely no show season's over. We don't care. We give up or is Washington like this late season frisky team that you have to like give them some consideration. Like they played pretty hard today. Yeah. That's where um, maybe it was dumb not to do it again with Cincinnati. I bet on Cincinnati last week. I'm like, Hey, they're frisky. They're trying. Uh, I guess I didn't, I wasn't, enamored with Finley. Maybe that's what kept me off it. And I, I was thinking the Jets offense had figured things out. But uh, Cincinnati just a cover machine right now. Cincinnati, like, uh, I don't know if I want to be laying eight against Cincinnati with a team that's poorly coached with a quarterback who's not playing all that well. Like, There's a couple of these teams that every year, that's, that's such a struggle these last, like, five – four or five games, just like we said, and what you're saying now is deciding which teams are actually frisky and which teams are, you know, making reservations for the golf course. And it's super tricky. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Final quarter of the season is always this way. And you, I, I have, I don't know. I feel like the market is starting to get sharp. Like these, the moves that are coming in and the way that these numbers are getting shaped and then, how the games are playing out, I feel like are indicative of pretty, um, pretty useful information to be gleaned just from seeing how these, uh, how these numbers get bet. Yeah. One of the, it's funny way, way, way back when I first started, I read some article and there was some really, I don't who who knows if this guy actually was even sharp, but he was one of those self-proclaimed sharps. And he said like, he only bet about, 20 games all year in the NFL. He'd shoot for like 14 and six. It was, he wanted, he wanted to do that. And none of those games would be after week 13. He said like at that point, the numbers are pretty well figured out and the edges just aren't that big. So maybe we're, maybe we're the dummies. 
that do this all the way through the end of the year, try to beat these markets. It's hard enough as it is, but I think you're right. They do sharpen up. I mean, all the information we have, the and the people that are actually betting huge money into this or setting the lines, even they have more information than we do. For sure. Tampa Andy. Tampa Andy, I don't want to touch either. <laughs> yeah. I got no opinion on that one. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of games that I really have no no strong read on. Actually, and I take it back about the uh, money coming in on Baltimore. That was a uh, that was a little head fake. Somebody oh. they uh, they maneuvered a a six and then uh, hit smacked Buffalo pretty pretty damn hard. Nobody circles the wagons. Uh, I guess one last one. What do you think of Seattle next week? Like yeah, against the Rams. If we think Seattle has a really good game tomorrow, like does that go to doesn't that move? Yeah, I mean, what 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 do you make that number at? I mean, I'd take it at its current number. There's two and a half oh, that it's a juicy two and a half. Yeah, that's probably like a fair crazy. number. That's probably a pretty fair number. I worry a little bit about Seattle and their pass defense, and the Rams kind of finally getting their shit together with their offensive line and some of their wide receivers being healthy. Like that was a very different Rams team we saw today in Arizona than the last couple weeks. And it's not breaking news. Anyone that watched the Ravens Rams game would agree. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, did you? I think we're pretty close to kickoff here. Did you grab anything? Beside, what did we take? I'm on Dallas minus two and a half. No. Um, I also have an over in San Francisco, New Orleans at 45 and a half. That's it for me for now. I'm not running to get anything else, but I agreed with your takes. Yeah. I'm waiting on an Arizona money line play. I'm waiting on the other overs we talked about to see some weather news, to see some, cause I mean, I, I, you know, like my, yeah. Now when we, when I see a number total and it looks suspiciously low, I think actually there, somebody knows something about the weather that I don't probably. The KC and the KC total is getting bet up. And I guess I'm taking it under 50 somewhere. Yeah. I like that under a lot. So waiting and waiting, waiting out. Waiting for that one to settle down. Maybe it gets to 15 and a half. That's nice. Yeah, I want to kind of watch that this afternoon or this afternoon this evening. I think that settles down, but I'll probably be in on, on uh, under in the New England Kansas City game. I will be on Tennessee minus, ah, fuck it. We'll take, they blow them out. Tennessee minus three plus 100. What was my, uh, what was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get a little squirrely. Right. And then, yeah, what was my total that I already circled? Was there a different over? Now I'm losing it. Was it the Jets uh, fish? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Jets fish. Okay. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Cheers. Talk to you at halftime. We'll get the uh, the old scope rolling for um, a breakdown of this Houston-New England game. Find a winner. Sound like a plan? I think that sounds good. All right, talk to you then. Yeah.